African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, uh, thank you for joining us uh, right here on Channel Africa. It's uh, great to have you on uh, our program uh, in 2018, and we still have got the action here. And uh, uh, today we're going to be looking at our expectations for the new president, George Opongwea, who is the man of the moment in this country. Uh, well, when we saw Donald Trump becoming the president of the USA, we never thought that uh, a TV star millionaire would actually make it to the top. But we're living in a period, in a time of populism, it seems. Well, the position of striker in the soccer field is on those uh, uh, really guaranteeing a win uh, for the team. Well, a former soccer star and current president of Liberia, George Weah, has to act actually make sure that he scores the right points uh, for the people of uh, Liberia. The former Chelsea, AC Milan and Manchester City striker has undertaken a dramatic career shift since hanging up his boots in 2013. The 51-year-old is uh, now the president of the country and uh, uh, let's see what we can actually unpack in terms of what this actually represents uh, for Liberia as a country. Joining us uh, is Dennis Kadir who is the executive director of the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy. And Itumeleng joins us once again in our studios. That's Itumeleng Makhetla, who is a political analyst for Political Analysis South Africa. Let me start with you, Dennis. Thank you for joining us on our program in the new year. Happy New Year to you, Dennis. Thank you, Benjamin. Happy New Year to you too and to your listeners and to Itumeleng. Well, let's look at this new moment that we're seeing uh, in our in our in, in in the world right now. And I don't want to really zoom into uh, George Weah first, but. Uh just this week, I was uh, watching um, uh, what everyone has been talking about on social media and everywhere when it comes uh, to Celebrity Veil. And uh, this was Oprah uh, speaking at uh, one of these uh, globe, what is global awards or one of these awards ceremonies in the USA. And uh, she has been now uh, having a frenzy because of her speech. People saying that she could run uh, for a presidential race in uh, 2020 in uh, the United States. What is your take uh, uh, in terms of populism and how it looks right now, uh, Dennis, when it comes to uh, people in positions of power? We know that Obama actually was also a populist in his own sense in terms of how his campaign was very edgy and very modern and was very youth-centric when he became president. Yeah, uh, yeah, populism is uh, a easy message to carry because if you're in a context where you have a depressed economy, when you have uh, people people ex- expectations being very high in, in terms of the economic upliftment, uh, it's easy to carry the message. You, you'll see that people say what they will do, but they will fail to tell you how they will do it. It's only when they take office that they notice that the task is much bigger. But we also understand that when somebody is a celebrity, it means there is already a connection between that person and the public. So people are prepared to listen to their message. That's why somebody like Trump was not a new person for people who, who, who knew his program 
uh, they knew his character. They, they, so it's like a shortcut to, to being accepted. Mm. While, you know, somebody who's well uh, experienced in a job, has been there for a long time, but they may not be able to carry the message the same way. Do you think that was the case with uh, George Weah? I know from an international perspective, when he was a soccer player, he was really loved as a soccer player. Do you think that he he was leaning on the same dynamics? Uh, Let's say George Weah was, of course, known very well in the country already as a, a, a player who got a lot of award and, and, and he won a lot as a player. So people knew him. But besides that, he was, you know, during the civil war, during the time when the country was really being torn apart, this man was a humanitarian. He used to fund, for instance, their national um, team, football team, to go to championship in Africa uh, because they could not, the government could not take care of such costs. And, and these are things people remember, that George Weah paid the ticket, even the, 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 you know, the regalia, the, the uniform for the players and so on, he used to pay by himself. Then people can say, this man is generous. If he becomes a president, he's already rich. Maybe he's not going to be uh, uh, stealing or, you know, like most presidents do. Mm-hmm. So, so I think from that perspective, the, you know, pe- people are prepared to accept him because they know him before he had power, he was with them. Now that he has power, the expectation is he will still be with them and even, uh, he can even do more. Well, let's come to you, Itumeleng Machetla. We also know that this is not something new for George Weah politics. We know when he handed over his boots and said, you know what, I'm, I'm okay being a soccer player. I won't be involved in the, the soccer fraternity. That politics is something that he really delved into uh, back then uh, in 2003 onwards. Um, can, do you know a little bit about his political history and where this man comes from? Good morning, Mr. Machetla, sir, and... Uh well, wishes for the year ahead and greetings to the listeners at home. Sure. Mr. Weir is, um, is a rather uh, a popular personality mm. the world over, as you correctly alluded to. His uh, entry into politics following his retirement from football is literally an indication that this man has been sort of uh, veering himself for a position later as we can remember when he lost the first run of election against Miss, uh, the President uh, Salif Johnson mm. in 2005. He lost very narrowly so but yet one of the impeding reasons why he did not clinch the victory then was because he was said not to be fit to run for office as he did not have uh, a formal tertiary education at the time. But to show his determination and and grit, he took the outcome of the elections and went and uh, studied at the University of Dufresne in uh, Miami in the United States of America Mm -hmm. and later completed a master's degree in public administration. Of course, uh, he has been a, 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 a very uh, 
effective uh, ambassador, for instance, uh, for UNICEF, as well as uh, the other bodies and anthropologically, he's being very much involved in the youth development uh, uh, projects within Liberia itself. Therefore, when we look briefly into his uh, uh, background into politics, we can see that this man has literally been making move since he lost the first round. You know, it's, it's fascinating that you highlight that journey because because of that issue of him being actually really determined to a point that he went to study for this um, journey that he's been on. What can we learn from that kind of determination that he had? Sir, I always uh, say to the young people when they when they uh, ask for career advice and 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 just to to sort of see what they want to do in life. And I always say to them, in life I've sort of uh, come to realize that whatever it is that you want, if you truly want it, wholeheartedly, with determination, you will get it. Mm. And that is just a testimony from Mr. Weir's political career, that if you set your eyes on something, the possibility is very much there that you might attain it. Mm. Dennis, what do you think that uh, George Ware actually represents as Itumeleng has kind of highlighted it um, in, in terms of the new politics of, of the continent? Do you, do you think that he represents a new era, especially because of his age as well? He's, he's, he's very young. Uh, he's a young president looking at uh, just the history of uh, Africa and where our leaders and how old our leaders are right now currently in the political space. You see, in the, his discourse uh, is, you know, uh, clearly about change, you know, because um, Liberia has gone through a lot of uh, pain in terms of civil war and more recently the Ebola um, uh, disease, that, that the way it spread and, and destroyed a lot in the country in terms of people and the infrastructure. So his message now in, is... You know, the traditional message of fighting corruption, the, the, giving economic opportunities to the youth. And, and, and remember, in this country, 70% of people are young, below 20, uh, up to 35 years old. So 70%, that is huge. And unemployment is mostly um, uh, um, affecting that group. Of course, with the message that you gave of free education, free health care, uh, people can only uh, buy into that. Mm -hmm. However, as I was saying earlier, while the message is good, while the message shows a shift, you know, if really you can root out corruption in a country like that one, if people can access education and healthcare mm -hmm. free of charge, if you can work on national reconciliation, which is one of his uh, M as well, and more importantly, give job to the youth, People can see him as a, the kind of leader, leader that they want. However, they, 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 they want to see him. He's still a president-elect. They want to see what he's going to do once he's, he's there. Because remember, uh, George Royer is one person, mm. and some of the people who were in the previous government have joined him. So he's may go, he may inherit of people who have already a baggage, and the administration is still controlled by all these corrupt people. 
So it's never easy because the leader is new to change everything because, you know, uh, there is a system in place that we need to fight. So we, we can only hope that he's going to carry that vision. Well, it's almost 20 past 11 o'clock Central African time. Uh, we're looking at uh, the uh, new president of Liberia, George Weah, who has promised so many things uh, for the people of Liberia, as was highlighted by Dennis Kadima, free education, and also making sure that they have access to health care. And we know that there's a lot of infrastructural uh, problems as well in Liberia. And uh, we're going to look at that after our break, expectations and also look at the possibility of uh, the wife of uh, Charles Taylor, or rather ex-wife of Charles Taylor, Jewel Howard Taylor, uh, being actually put out in, in, the, in the public as uh, could be the choice of uh, uh, George Weah's uh, vice uh, president. And uh, what does that represent as well with the atrocities that we've seen historically with uh, the, the civil war in uh, Sierra Leone and Charles Taylor's involvement? in that what does that represent that alignment uh, is it something that's good or could it have some negative implications let's take a quick break we'll be back after this channel africa has good news for you we have extended our reach if you have an ipad or iphone download the channel africa ios app at itunes.apple.com if you have a cell phone then get our android app at Google Store. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. It is a continuation of 2017, exactly what we're going to do even in this year, give you the African perspective. That's what we're all about here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue, our debate uh, and conversation uh, program here on Channel Africa, where we look at the big subject matters on the continent. Well, it's a new year, and it is a new year with new possibilities as well for Liberia and uh, with uh, the new president, uh, uh, George Weah, a soccer star, and now... Uh, turned into uh, not just a politician uh, but uh, the new leader of uh, the country itself. Um, let me come to you, Itumileng, in terms of your thoughts around this uh, issue of uh, uh, George Weah um, aligning himself with uh, Jewel Howard Taylor. Is this a good thing? I mean, uh, she claims that she didn't know about the atrocities ordered by her ex-husband, Charles Taylor. Is this a good thing for um, George Weah? Or is it a mistake because of uh, the associations here? Certainly, the choice of Mr. Weir to choose Jewel Taylor as a running mate leading to the elections was marred by speculation, or rather the allegations that uh, there could have been a deal between her and, uh, and, and George Weir to connive to get Charles Taylor, who is the former president of Liberia, to get him out of the prison uh, sentence of 50 years that he's currently serving in Britain. However, when we look at the support that Charles Taylor still commands, really, in, and, and enjoys, really, in, in, in Liberia, it made sense in terms of the demographics. 
performers do we to choose such a, a person that is able to draw in the masses? So from a practical point of view, in order to uh, win the elections, it w- it was probably a good move. But then we will expect the controversies to uh, continue in terms of his choice as uh, uh, Miss Jewel Taylor. I'm coming to you, Dennis. What are your thoughts of this? I'm told that uh, uh, also that uh, Jewel Howard Taylor has had kind of... Um, separated herself from her uh, uh, ex-husband as a politician and uh, she seemed to have actually had a very much uh, built uh, political constituency of her own uh, in her own light in terms of her work uh, from a local level. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, indeed it was a risk because of uh, the background of you know the Charles Taylor and the, the civil war and the ICC and so on. However, I think what, uh, like any politician will do, where he wanted to extend his constituency beyond his traditional base. Mm. And so he had, first of all, to have as a running mate somebody from a group different from his, his own. And as you know, Liberia is largely, uh, broadly divided into two main groups, uh, the, the, what we can call the native peoples who are, the, 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 the you know, African people who have always been living in um, that part of the continent, and uh, the, the, the descendants of former uh, African-American slaves. Uh, so those are the two groups, and the former uh, sl- uh, descendants of slaves have been dominating politics there. And th- there's a clear divide between the two, mm. and it was important for not only Weya, but any other candidate no one would run with this, you know, a, 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 with a running mate of the same group. So he had to reach out um, to that constituency, and more importantly, to reach out to somebody who already had a quite strong constituency. So, in terms of electoral mathematics, it was a good move, and it mm-hmm. seems to have paid off. And do you think that uh, Joel will be able to separate herself from Charles Taylor's legacy? I think so. I think Charles Taylor, um, even if he's uh, still uh, well-known, maybe, uh, I don't think he's going to be a factor, a, a, a strong factor in the running of the country. First of all, he's not, he's not coming back unless something really miraculous happens. So, and, and George Weyer is not subscribing to, 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 to the politics of the past. Actually, most of the Nigerian, uh, I mean, so Liberian, are young people, as I was saying earlier. They, they are very young, even when I, I was there for the election in, um, mm. in October, the, 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 the first round. It, it's amazing the, the amount of, actually, you only see young people. Mm, you don't see, mm, yeah. mm, mm. And these people are not the ones who are sharing that history. They, they, are, they are forward-looking, okay. so I, I'm not very concerned by the, the policies or, um, and, and the politics of uh, the, the Taylor era to come to Aunt area. Uh, I'm reading here in terms of the dynamics of uh, the real issues on the ground, Dennis, on what's happening in Liberia. And uh, what is very interesting is that uh, there are a lot of challenges there. Uh, 64% of Liberians living below the poverty line. The World Food Program estimates that 1.3 million citizens live in extreme poverty due to skyrocketing inflation. And also we know the big issue that uh, uh, Alan Sirleaf has left the uh, ex-president in the 
country is economic mismanagement, which were a lot of people criticized her on. From your perspective, uh, uh, do you think that uh, he can actually deal with these issues? It's going to take time, as you highlighted. It's a big challenge here. Yeah, this is a huge challenge. Um, already himself, soon after having been elected, he started moving from a, 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 an electoral discourse where he was promising all these things, mm. all these free services and so on. He started telling people that it will, be, it will take time, it will be long, it will not be easy, it will be hard. So uh, he understands, he's not naive, but I think in a context of a campaign, you, what people do is they put their idea across. So sure. himself, he understands already that he may have overpromised, um, but then now it all depends on how he surrounds himself because, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience. Even when we say he was a senator uh, from t- 2014, he hardly attended a Senate meeting. He, mm. You know, he, 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 he skipped a lot of the sessions. So I don't think really he, he has a lot of experience in terms of public service. However, it will depend on around himself with uh, and, and to carry that vision that he, uh, he carried, uh, I mean, he, he expressed during the campaign. Itimelang, your thoughts? Um, I, have to, I have to agree with my colleague in Liberia, Mr. Kadima. Um, I mean, when we look at um, the way the, the, the economy is, is currently, uh, we will see that the Liberian dollar is uh, trading at 130 Mm. Uh, um, against the greenback. We see that there are liquidity uh, crisis. We see that there is uh, illicit capital outflows out of Liberia. We see the uh, uh, infrastructural deficit that you mentioned uh, earlier before we went to the break. These are uh, just some of the the problems that he he literally needs to uh, tackle head on. But for me, the fact that he approached Mr. Kobai uh, to uh, nominate... Who's that? Uh, that's the, 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 the loser in the election, okay. who was the deputy president to Ms. Uh, Salif Johnson. Oh, yes, okay. He extended an olive branch and said, okay, well, now the elections are over. Is it possible for you to submit names uh, of people that could uh, uh, be of service in the new government? Mm. That, for me, indicates that he is trying to extend a goodwill in a ploy to create an inclusive government. Okay. Remember that uh, the class, the ruling class that, li- that is being uh, in charge of Liberia since even 100 years ago, the education has always been uh, s- surround, uh, sort of like floating around them while mm. the majority of the people have been left out. It's an elitist society. It, it is an elitist society. Mm. Therefore, he's very, very, very acutely aware that these skills are much needed in terms of moving the country forward. So I think um, uh, uh, Mr. Weir is very, very much aware of, of, of the pitfalls that, that are lying ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, that is the first uh, good decision that he's taken, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of just bringing everybody to the party and building on, 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 on the foundation that uh, Sir Liv Johnson has left. Mm. 
Well, let me take another break and we'll deal with that uh, uh, issue of uh, inclusiveness that Itumileng uh, Mahetla rightly highlights there, the approaches that uh, uh, George Ware is taking. Even we're starting to see a little bit of his style of leadership, even uh, even before he, we've really, really seen him in real action at the beginning of his uh, turn. You are listening to Channel Africa, where we give you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us. Remember, if you listen to us in South Africa, neighboring countries, we're on DSTV on the Audio Bouquet channel, channel 802. And if you're listening to us uh, online, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatama. I've got my regulars on our program, uh, Dennis Kadima. It's actually great to have them on our program because they really, really have been with us on this journey. Last year, we spoke to them, especially on this particular issue of Liberia. And Dennis Kadima is the executive director of the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy. Itumeleng Machetla joins us as a uh, political analyst from Political Analysis South Africa. Let's take a quick one. We'll be back. This is Channel Africa. South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet, and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French, and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalun Yenzovo, and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. And uh, we are South Africa's uh, international service into the continent of Africa. And uh, we do not shy away that uh, we are Pan-African and we're proud of our Africanness and the African Renaissance and giving you that African perspective. Well, today we're looking at uh, George Weah's leadership, as I've been mentioning during uh, this hour. Very interesting thoughts and dynamics that are coming out. And I, I want to bring you in, Dennis, on what uh, Itumeleng was saying before that break in terms of uh, the style of leadership that we're seeing from George Weah, almost having this inclusive style. Do you think that's going to be maintained for too long or he's going to start actually uh, uh, calling the shots uh, sooner than later? Well, one can only hope that he's going to maintain that style uh I, I imagine that uh, being a football player of a certain level, uh, the, you know, is he, showing a lot of fair play, mm. uh, and and we would like to see that because he must recognize that his party has never governed as, uh, as such, and he can't ignore people who have been there before him. Uh, uh, I think it will help him. Uh, I was saying earlier that the country still have to, to uh, still have to, you know, to build. To, to come to, they are still aiming to have national reconciliation after all these many years of uh, challenges. Mm. But in terms of managing the economy, also uh, and, and the country as a whole, it can't just come and move everyone out and put uh, inexperienced people. So, but at, at least for the next few uh, months, few years, it's actually um, in his interest to continue to to, to reach out to his predecessors' group. 
Well, also, I wanted to explore this area that we just were speaking about briefly, Itumeleng, in terms of uh, what George Weah could represent for uh, Africa as a whole. In terms of just also what, you know, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf represented as the first uh, female president on the African continent, she was very much hailed internationally and was over-celebrated despite the fact that there was a lot of issues on the ground that were not really dealt with, uh, uh, as we, you've highlighted the issues of the economy and also infrastructure deficits that we are talking about during this conversation. You know, as much as she represented that, what do you think George Weah will represent? Because it's almost like these two figures represent two different areas for the country. Mr. Weir is a is a is a very interesting character when we, we when we look at him from a international point of view. Uh, we will see that with the upcoming inauguration. Um, all the pomp and ceremony and the painted scenery that will be there with diplomats and uh, uh, representatives of different states in Africa. Uh, Arsene Wenger will also be there. So you'll have a celebrity spicing. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> a little spice in there. <laughs> <laughs> the power of sport. Yeah, the, sure. The power of sport. So, you know, that apart from the sensationalization of, mm. of, of, the, of the whole uh, for four there. Mm. Um, but I think uh, he's, he's, uh, he's an international uh, man, you know, as a sportsman, as, a, as an international player. Mm. He, he will definitely be able to leverage what what uh, the relationship that he the, uh, that he, he presumably must have uh, created while during his uh, his uh, footballing career so sure. um i see him um also as uh, somebody that could uh, uh, really forge good relations or, or the continuation thereof with the united states of america i mean he studied there mm. uh, many within his cabinet uh, studied there and they have families over in america america mm. is a very close uh, uh, partner uh, developmental partner with America, thanks to Sir of Johnson. Mm. So I think I think uh, 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 he is properly in the perfect position to galvanise uh, international support more than any any of his of his uh, 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 competing uh, 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 politicians that didn't make it through. Mm. And and in terms of that, from from that iconic perspective, do you think that? We'll be able to sift through that because I don't think we did we did that with Sirleaf Johnson. We were not critical enough with her because we still kind of saw this image of the first female president of Liberia. We couldn't taint that in any way. Do you think with uh, George Weah we'll be able to sift through that and see beyond that uh, that iconic image that he has uh, created over the years? It is soon to speak. Mm. Uh, in the case of Mr. Weir, sure. Um, but uh, you know, w- with, w- with with such things, we can only rely on the wisdom of posterity. Mm. Uh, it is very difficult to peer into what what is likely to happen in terms of of, of him uh, being able to sort of uh, uh, travel through the labyrinth of being a newly elected president. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, with that said. Um, President uh, Sylvie Johnson, the outgoing president, uh, uh, was uh, jury was at his uh, celebrations uh, um, uh, uh, during the uh, before the runoff, mm. celebrating him uh, uh, for the position. Uh, the move having been interpreted as her uh, betraying the party, the Unity Party. Mm. Uh, but that also in, that is also indicative of the fact that 
this man does really have the support. Mm. I mean, having having clinched the victory uh, at a percentage of uh, 41.5 percent, mm. I mean, that's a strong mandate. Mm. Uh, that is a strong mandate uh, um, uh, that that actually uh, sort of uh, gives him the right legitimacy in terms of moving the the programs forward. Mm. So I do not see any any sort of uh, uh, tug of war coming in that that will mm. impede his his mandate really. Mm. Uh, uh, perhaps I've been too optimistic. Mm. Dennis, are you as optimistic? And, and what do you think uh, um, George represents in terms of uh, uh, that re- international and global image that he, he has actually taken to the next level now as president? Yeah, I think um, you know, the fact that he's not a traditional uh, leader, you mm. know, he's coming from a very different background uh, from all the, the head of state that we have on the continent, there will be a lot of hope that he's going to do things differently. So it, everything will depend on how truly he's committed to that vision that he has presented so far. So uh, indeed, it will be difficult to, 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 you know, to project the future, mm. what it should be. But at the same time, uh, I believe that if he, he, he could, for instance, use his approach so far, which is focused on the youth, and we know that in yeah. Africa, that the large majority, contrary to uh, developed uh, uh, countries, uh, and if he can do something for them, because these are the people who end up, you know, um, unemployed, you know, violent, mm. unemployed and, mm. and uh, ready for extremism and so on. If he could do something for them, then he can become a, a, a role model. He can, he, people may follow suit. But if he goes there and he gets influenced by, you know, elder uh, head of state with all the bad habits, mm. then very soon he, you know, he would have just raised expectation, people's expectation for no reason. And we have had a lot of that when we had young presidents like Kabila, like mm. Ali Bongo, sure, and sure. they tend to disappoint. We want role model, role models, so we hope he's going to do um, well or better than... Uh, some of the young people were Dennis, you, you highlighted that for the first round of elections, you were in Liberia for for that particular process of elections. Tell, tell us a little bit about just the atmosphere and, and why people actually were kind of excited about George Weah. What was the feeling on the ground? And, uh, you know, what were your impressions even when you saw the results uh, from your experience uh, with the locals? Yeah, it was, of course, it was a very important election because everyone knew that whoever will be elected will be, the, uh, will be a new president mm-hmm. because Salif was running a last term. So it was quite interesting uh, um, to see that everyone had a lot of expectation. They had 20 presidential candidates, so it was very open. Sure. And President Salif SF didn't support her vice president openly. Mm-hmm. So that, that also created an atmosphere of as if we were having a you know transitional elections yet it was just a continuation of uh, a post uh, civil war election so mm. that was was very good and uh, and what was impressive was was also the the um, the rallies you know it was very well attended as i say youthful a lot of energy in the country so and that's something we we could not actually our we were surprised to see that kind of involvement by the youth. We we send a good message that if your youth are active, you you can get something good if mm. the vision is right, 
and so on. So we, yeah, we were there. Of course, afterward, as you know, they, they start went, they went to the court, and and it almost so. uh, affected the good work that was done before. But they managed to pick up after for, for the runoff. Mm. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I feel privileged to have been um, present at that um, um, uh, first round because it was extremely competitive and there was no case of violence mm. save the, the court case that followed. Well, uh, Itumileng, I love that idea that uh, tennis is um, really acknowledging the youth dynamic in Liberia as a country. And uh, Having a young president like George Weah, uh, comparatively with the continent, he's not very, very young. He's not in his 30s or so. <laughs> so I'm just saying in the context of uh, the, the leadership dynamics on, on the continent, I want to know from you, what do you think that, that, you know this represents for even the continent itself? The fact that uh, we, more and more of us are starting to talk about more younger leaders in the space. That is certainly a, an ethos um, in, in, in Africa as of recent. Mm. We will look at the example of uh, Mr. Uhuru Kenyatta mm. in Kenya. Mm. Uh, we would look at uh, uh, Rwanda, for mm. instance, Paul Kagame. Mm. Um, even when we when we go to when the we Gambia, to, uh, Gambia yeah. as well, yeah. uh, after uh, the ouster of uh, Yahya Jammeh, yeah, yeah. uh, we look at uh, even Tanzania. Kikwete is not that old either. Mm. Um, this Clarendon call of young leadership in Africa is a trend which is, I think, picking up mm. generally. So mm. um, we will find that uh, it. it, it when we look at about uh, 10 or 15 years ago, it was the job of the old man mm. to, to be running a country on the mm. continent. Mm. But that dynamic is shifting very quickly. Mm. And I, I for one, uh, welcome it. I, I, I think uh, the, the younger the, the rulers are, mm. uh, the more they are inclined to be in touch with, with the, prevailing, uh, the prevailing atmosphere into the country and they are better uh, able to facilitate uh, the mandate of, 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 of who they represent. Well, thank you to you, Itumiling Machetla uh, from Political Analysis South Africa. Thank you to Dennis Kadima, the Executive Director of the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy. Thank you both for giving us your time right here on African Dialogue.